Welcome to the Quality Improvement Box Set by RCVS Knowledge, a series of webinars, podcasts, and video interviews for practices and practitioners. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking to Angie Rayner, who's Director of Quality Improvement at CVS. Hi, Angie. Hello, Pam. Hello. Lovely to talk to you. You too. Um, So Director of Quality Improvement, that's an interesting title. What do you think, how does quality improvement um, work in veterinary practice? Why why do you think quality improvement is important? Well, quality improvement is really about getting people together, isn't it? And supporting each other in in finding new ways of working and and, um, really supporting each other to do the best that we can for our patients and and for our clients and, and how we can support each other in that process so, so yeah, it is about, and I'll quote you, Pam, is how we can look at what we're doing and, and how we can possibly do it better, <laughs> really. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure that's what everyone in veterinary practice wants to do is improve our outcomes, improve the care for our patients. That's the most important thing. But mm-hmm. how do you encourage practices to get involved with quality improvement? Yes, and, and it is about encouraging people. I think it's about building that that culture of of why it's important and and how it can be worthwhile, and and showing those examples and 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 telling those stories. And I think RCS knowledge is really a good resource for that. I mean, you're really good storytellers, and uh, and and so and that's what reaches people. So it, it is important to to share our our experiences. And our, and our stories about how quality improvement has helped us, uh, whether that's improve our well-being or improve our patient care or our clients' experience. So, so yeah, it is it is important in, in that it really su- supports us as as teams and and um, you know we we need that more 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 than ever. <laughs> Absolutely, and. Um, you are uh, talking about RCBS Knowledge. You were one of our um, RCBS Knowledge Award, uh, QI Award winners, weren't you? Yeah. And that was for a project which was a group-wide project, I think, in CVS, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I think the, the awards are a really good way to encourage people as well, isn't, isn't it? You know, to be to be recognized for your work in, in quality improvement. And, uh, you know, it's really, really helpful and, and really a lovely thing to, to do. And so... So yes, we did um, controlled drugs. Uh, we were, we we used these sort of the practice standards scheme, you know, to identify this as an area uh, that we needed to improve. And because uh, we we look at all the assessments reports that come in, and and we realized this is an area that we need to support practices better. So uh, so yes, we looked at controlled drugs recording and course the first year we we had lots of improvements to be made and um but over the subsequent you know three years or so now that we've been doing this practice teams have made remarkable improvements and they've really just you know taken this on board and and feel a part of the process I think you know and and so I mean you know every year um when people send in their their audit results they're emailing me. They're asking me, Angie, what? How are we doing? Are we better than last year? You know, how do we do? And, and and I'm just like, hang on, I haven't calculated the results yet, but uh, but they're super keen, and that's a lovely thing, you know, that they feel a part of a part of this big project. And as a practice standards assessor, that's music to my ears. That because um, control <laughs> drug um, issues are obviously high on the list very often for practices, and a yeah. very important area, aren't they, to to get right? That's the other thing, but. Uh, Yes. That's, that's great that, uh, that those are sort of group-wide activities. Are there any other group-wide activities that you do? 
Yes. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, one one barrier to, to quality improvement that we've recognized is that it just needs to be easy. <laughs> and so we're, we try and make it as easy as possible. And, and with the access to data, I think, is is quite a challenge for, for everyone um, as far as, you know, how, how do we measure our progress and, and, and getting access to data is part of that. So we, we give data to practices in order to um, help them undertake clinical audit in the areas of, um, you know, what analgesia are we using for our neutering cases and also post-op complications for, for our neutering uh, procedures. And, and really the, the vet audit website, you know, the RCS Knowledge promotes is, is very much a part of that. We use that as a benchmark for our post-op complication rates. So, so yeah, so we have a few things, you know, as far as um, in ear cytology projects and things like that to promote, uh, you know, responsible use of antibiotics and things. So it is really about trying to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're right. That is one of the big barriers is not knowing where to start, isn't it? And having, yes. and as you say, RCVS knowledge is a, is a good place for people to see case, real case examples and see, see what mm -hmm. people have done. So, so that's good. So you have your group projects, but I presume that practices can also have their own local projects, QI projects? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's really important that quality improvement starts locally. And, uh, you know, it, it is it is really uh, a matter of what's important to your team and where do you see that improvements need to need to happen. So because it will be different, um, you know, of course, that we all, there are similarities in our work, but we will be different in the, in the ways that we work or in the improvements that need to be made. So it is important that we identify where improvements are need to be made and whether that's off of the back of um, a significant event or a complaint or even, you know, if, if there's just something that's niggling you that you want to make better, <laughs> all of those things, it's just trying to find a place to start. And, and that's what we try and give people. Yeah, so significant events. It, it doesn't always have to be something really dramatic that's gone wrong, does it? No, I mean, it can certainly be a, a near miss that's happened. Um, I think trying to think about uh, a near miss that, that we've seen and that, you know, can be near misses with swab counts. Even, you know, it's like, oh, we have we almost left a swab inside. Like, let's just take a step back and and reassess, you know, what are systems uh, and that we have in place to prevent a swab being left behind? And well, we maybe we just need to revisit our checklist and uh, make sure that we're using that appropriately. You know, so it's so, yeah, so it, it really is personal to the practice and it will vary, you know, between practices. But a lot of them take on board, you know, the surgical safety checklists and, and clinical audits and, and things like that. So we try and give them the framework to do that. Super. Well, that's great because, as I say, that's one of the really big barriers. But another barrier I've found, um, and I'm sure you have, is time. People yes. actually having time to do this. So yes. um, how, how does that work with your, your team members having a time to actually do these projects? Yes. Well, it is, it is helpful having, you know, one person within the practice who, whose responsibility it is to, to ensure that these processes are happening, whether it's a meeting or reviewing a significant event or ensuring checklists are, are, are being used. It's helpful to have that person promoting within the practice and championing the cause. <laughs> so, um, but, but practices do still prioritize a bit of time, you know, and, and but really right now it is a bit more of, little bits more often you know so it's 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 easier to just 
spend 15 minutes chatting about something rather than trying to reserve a whole hour to try and get the whole team together. So it is about sort of letting go of what we would normally do in normal times, but, uh, but adapting to what we can do now and how that looks. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I think if it can be done in bite-sized bits, that's going to be really helpful. And that's another place where RCBS Knowledge has um, a lot of quite short resources. There's an hour's clinical audit course, but there's lots of little bite-sized resources and practical case examples that take five minutes to read. So, you know, I think the thing, as you say, just, just keep chipping away at it with little bits of time can be really helpful. But you just alluded to what's going on now, which obviously the whole world's changed and, and veterinary practice has certainly changed an awful, awful lot. Um, do you think the practices that are engaging with QI have found any of the challenges of COVID easier to deal with or have used QI in, in these sort of circumstances? Yes, certainly. I think they, um, you know, using that sort of quality improvement mindset and the sort of education they've received or the experience they've had in it, I think has made it easier for them to step back a little and look at their ways of working and, uh, and their systems of working and, and saying, okay, now, where are the inefficiencies or, you know, where, where are we getting blocked here? And so, and what do we need to improve? So, um, you know, a couple of examples is trying to find a client in a car park, <laughs> you know, something as simple as that, that can really infuriate you, I think, or, uh, you know, it's trying to find a silver car in, in a car park is quite difficult. So, so some, some, Practices have numbered car spaces now, so uh, you know, or put have have put orange cones in the car park with a number on them, you know, and so a client can say, "I'm in I'm in space number five rather than trying to find a silver car. So it's been really helpful, sort of in systems of work that people have put in place. Equally, another another great example um, from another practice is they've developed client information sheets for surgical procedures. And which that's really streamlined their whole um, admitting process for surgery and uh, really improved communication between the practice and the client. And so it's really resolved a lot of anxiety around that and um, sort of uh, and complaints potentially. So they, they've done a really great job with that project. Absolutely. Communication is key, isn't it? Um, communication yes. is key to everything in veterinary practice. And it must be very much more difficult now with um, with PPE and social distancing and clients not coming into the practice. So therefore, mm -hmm. looking at other ways to make the communication clear is, is a great idea. And I love the um, the system of work of, of you know, ad, uh, identifying the cars rather than looking for the needle in a haystack of the one silver car amongst all the rest. Yes. Um, so I think those are great examples, aren't they, of, of where um, systems of work. And, and I think systems of work are, are really important, aren't they, to try and make life easier for everybody and try and reduce the um, possibility of errors happening? Absolutely. I think that and one way, another system that people have used is our team huddles. And it's really you know, getting the team together, whether it's at any point in the day, but I think I hear about most often, often happening at the beginning of the day. And it, it's a point for the, the team to get together. And it's not about a leader telling everybody what to do. It's the team giving feedback on uh, where they need support, you know, where, what needs to happen that day. Everybody is very clear on what roles um, they, they are fulfilling that day. And I think it just helps to reduce the anxiety. People know what they're doing um, and, and it's very clear. And, and equally, at any point, if 
things start to veer off plan, as it can do. You get an emergency, and then all of a sudden your plans um, are, are blown away. But, you know, you, at any point you can stop and say, okay, let's uh, revise the plan. What do we need to do now? So what do we need to do in response to changing environment? So it's really helpful, I think, for teams to communicate together and, and see where we need to support each other. I think that's a great idea. I think that uh, one thing that's very unsettling for everyone is the uncertainty that, that we all deal with at the moment. So yes. having at least a bit of certainty of what your role is that day and what the plan is for the mm -hmm. day, even mm -hmm. if, as you say, it may go astray, is, is a really good um, good way to support team members, I think. And that's yeah. great. But also, I'm sure that you must have practices where teams are working in separate bubbles so that to try and prevent yes. infection. So presumably yes. in those teams, it's really important that case handovers and things which can't necessarily happen face to face happen in a systematic way. Yes. Uh, and certainly our, our teams have been using sort of clinical note templates to ensure that we're recording all the information we need to record. Uh, just it's just that little admin more, isn't it? You know, to just to jog your memory and just say, oh, yeah, I need to I need to talk about this. And 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 so because case continuity isn't always possible now as we're working in teams. And, and so you know, your, your colleague who's going to see your patient tomorrow when you're not here really needs to know all the information. So that's one system of work that teams have been using. Um, but equally, you know, in order for us to, to help us stay in bubbles, uh, another practice example is um, if they've had a, a vet and a nurse working together in a, in a team in a consult room doing consulting. And they've brought sort of a mini pharmacy sort of into their consult room so that they can stay in that consort room and and dispense medications and, and such without having someone going roaming around in the dispensary, you know, not able to socially distance and, and all of that. So it really helps them stay in their bubble and, and keep everybody safe. Yes, and veterinary um, practice dispensaries are, are often not big enough to allow social distancing. So that's a good idea. And it's about working with um with, with what you've got isn't it and trying to make it all work more smoothly mm -hmm. yes absolutely and I think they've really been able to take a step back and say okay what can we do differently here you know and to really streamline our day help us work safely and and support each other and it's been really you know a lot of I think there are some really good things that have, that have come out of looking at our ways of working. One, one example I can think of is that um, there's a lot more case collaboration now, you know, uh, because people are, they're in the prep room or, you know, working on cases and they've got a colleague that they, there that they normally wouldn't have there. And so now there's a lot more case collaboration happening, which I think is really fantastic, isn't it? Because it's also helping with a lot of sort of personal development and, and skill and upskilling, which I think is really fantastic, which really can also make you feel really good about, about your work every day, you know, when you've done something differently and, and uh, that you've not been able to do before because you've had some support there, which is fabulous. It sounds really great that they're actually using what could very easily be perceived as negatives and to some extent are but using them in a really positive way to find yes. new ways of working and that is absolutely the principle of quality improvement isn't it mm -hmm. as we said at the beginning look at what we do and trying to do it better and trying yes. to do it better sometimes in, in adverse circumstances as well so yes. it sounds like um your teams have been really really take, taking that on board and mm -hmm. and i agree with you on your your last point about job satisfaction i think 
knowing that what we're doing is making an improvement is really powerful um, for job satisfaction because that, that's that's what we, what we all want to do. And the other thing that quality improvement helps, I think, it, for practices to engage with it is the whole culture of the practice. Yes, yes. I think um, certainly during, keep going back to pandemic conditions, but certainly it's it has worked to really bring the team together and, and I, in that whole collaboration aspect, supporting each other through this and looking at our ways of working. How can we keep communicating with each other, improve communication with our clients? And how does the tools that we've relied on for so long, how do those help us? And, and so, and it's like those, the huddles, the checklists, Talking about when things don't go to plan, those are really key to to keeping that culture of of learning and support um, alive. So it's it's really I think demonstrated that it can happen even in you know adverse times like this. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing all that with, with us, Angie, because I think there's some lovely, really useful, practical examples there, um, and. Yeah, they are they are difficult times, but um, quality improvement I think can help. Thank you very much for sharing what you're doing, and keep on doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it's um, sending lots of love to everybody out in practice, and and uh, they're doing an amazing job. It, it really is um, just really fabulous and really uh, heartening to to speak to everybody and and see you know, what the amazing work that they're doing right now and continuing to do every day. So lots of love to them. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're in, in awe of them working in, in practice in all the adverse conditions with the PPE and everything. So thank you again, Angie. Thank, thank you. you. You too. Bye, everybody. For further courses, examples and templates for quality improvement, please visit our quality improvement pages on our website at rcvsknowledge.org.